You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Run lever. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's time for a brand new episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on GGR Podcast Network. That's right, no longer Pirate Radio. We are now the Podcast Network, so make sure you uh, jot that down and remember that going forward. Yeah, first episode of Overflow in a minute. And uh, here to talk about Season 3 of Batwoman. I was a doozy of a season that just wrapped up a few days ago, and I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it, and I can't wait to talk about them with you all. Uh, but before we get to that, I do want to make sure that you go to our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, where you can find earlier episodes of The Overflow with MC Brooks, as well as our other podcasts, such as At The Diner, and a ton of other content there um, available to you for your all of your all of your listening pleasure. Uh, you can also find all of our podcasts on wherever else you listen to podcasts, be that Apple Podcasts, <laughs> iHeartRadio, pretty much everywhere except for Spotify until they decide to do right. And while we're in that same vein, make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts. We are The Great Geek Refuge on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Patreon account where you're able to get early access to content and a ton of extra perks for whatever you would like to pay us. So, uh... Make sure you mosey on over there and, uh, you know, help support what we do. We we very much appreciate it. All right. So let's talk about season three of Batwoman. So Batman, Batwoman has always been a controversial show for as long as it's been on the, C, on the CW. Uh, I was controversy surrounding it from the early promotions of the show uh, with uh, Ruby Rose taking on the mantle of Kate Kane and whatnot season one not particularly great but after season one is when uh ruby rose decided to leave batwoman and the cw made a creative or not the cw i should say but uh caroline drees who is the showrunner for batwoman uh made a creative decision not to recast kate kane then but to create a brand new character to take over the mantle and that brand new character is ryan wilder played by the DMV's own Javicia Leslie. Shout out to her. And, you know, she was going to play the character going forward. So season two ended up being very interesting because the show had to establish Ryan as the new Batwoman while also deal with the mystery surrounding what happened to Kate. And season two was kind of a mixed bag. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm being honest, I didn't find a lot of the Kate stuff particularly interesting or compelling. I think it could have been, but I, I think it, it kind of dragged out for way too long. And it kind of brought down the overall quality of the show because there were times over the course of season two where Ryan felt like a passenger in her own show. There were times where she didn't feel like she was the main character. And to be honest, by the end of it, it... You know, those of us watching weren't entirely sure that Javisi was going to be coming back for season three. 
But I can say I am very happy that they decided to bring her back for season three. So how this is going to go is I'll give my kind of general thoughts on the season overall up front. And just so you all are aware, there will be spoilers for season three of Batwoman. So if you have not watched season three of Batwoman or you have not finished season three of Batwoman, then you should probably stop listening after this point as I'm going to dive into what happened to each character and, you know, what happened this season and how I felt about everything. So that was your warning, you know, just so you know, do not progress past this point unless you don't care about spoilers or you have seen all of season three in some capacity. All right. So up front, I'm going to give my general thoughts and then I'll kind of go into each how I felt about each character who was a major player um, on this season of Batwoman. So what I'll say is it was not a perfect season, right? It was, it was not a perfect season. There were definitely some issues with writing and pacing at different points. Um, You could definitely tell there were some interesting creative decisions that were made with the show, but I think overall this was one of the better uh, Arrowverse shows that we've gotten in the last, in you know, in this current crop. Um, I was very much impressed. I was, I was very skeptical as far as what they were going to do because, as I mentioned earlier, uh, seasons one and two had a ton of issues, and for me personally, a lot of those issues were surrounding the writing. Not only the writing as far as what they chose to do for the season, but how characters were written in the show. And sometimes you found there were times where characters did stuff that kind of seemed out of character. Um, but it ended up working out, you know. Um, but but with this season in particular, I got to say I was I was very much impressed. Uh, the, the, the early part of the season, especially the writing was very consistent and present. And, and I liked kind of how they peeled a lot of layers back in, in introducing new characters like Jada Jet and Marcus Jet. Um, as as well as uh, you know Pamela Isley who who plays uh, Poison Ivy, and Renee Montoya who so happened to have the same actor who played Renee Montoya on the Gotham TV show. But these two shows are not are not related at all, just for the record. Um, but I think overall they kind of they they hit a ton of marks that I was hoping that they would do. They 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 kept the drama interesting. The fight sequences for the most part were were pretty good. I was very happy with where characters started and then kind of where they ended by the end of the season. Um, and I think overall it was a really good watch. Like I, I can't point to any particular episode and be like, yeah, this was kind of a, this was kind of a waste of an episode that they could have done without this, which is very different than how I felt about this TV show in season two and especially in season one. So I think Far and away, this is the best season of Batwoman. And I really enjoyed so many things because, again, it, it, there were so many elements that they did this season. They really caught me off guard. And I think we got some really good and interesting and unique character progression for each of the characters. Right. I like that. I, I liked the, de- the decisions that they made as far as the villains for this season. I liked what they did with Mary and the whole and the Poison Ivy storyline. And even when they they brought the original uh, uh, Poison Ivy back in. I, I, I liked how they navigated that. I, I personally might have done how like what happened to her a little bit different, but I'm not going to hold it against them. 
uh, simply because I believe that they may have a plan for what they're going to do with Poison Ivy and Renee in the future. There's always the chance that they can potentially come back and, you know, be, be villains. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to criticize them for, for that. So, uh, let's, so, so let's talk a little bit about some of the characters uh, in the show and where they started and kind of where they ended up by season's end. So let's start in the most obvious place. Ryan Wilder, right? Uh, so so Ryan, uh, Ryan is my Batwoman, you know? Like, that, she has, Javicia has done a fantastic job with this character. Uh, she has done a fantastic job with the material that they've, that they've given her. And you can tell that she's an actor's actor because she manages to hit every emotional note necessary to portray this character the way that she needs to be portrayed, right? Some of the issues I had with the way Ruby Rose did Kate Kane in season one is she tried to, you know, she, she, she tried to play the character a certain way and she herself just didn't have the acting range to pull it off. Whereas with Javicia, I feel that is, that is drastically different. Now, Ryan Wilder is an original character, so there is no comic canon to go from. But based on what the way that Ryan was introduced and the things we learned about her in season two, I was very excited to see if they were going to build on that for season three. And safe to say, they did not disappoint. Now, I got to say, part of my intrigue with Ryan taking over the mantle of Batwoman was that we were going to get a different take on Gotham. We were going to get to see Gotham from a very different perspective. Um, you know, whether it's Bruce Wayne or Kate Kane. Uh, both of those characters, traditionally speaking, have been white and they have been rich. And Ryan was going to be a different take because she was not white and she was not rich. And so I found that to be really interesting. And I was hoping that we they, they were going to find more ways to kind of explore that. And so, you know, when Ryan kind of was CEO of Wayne Enterprises, I wasn't really crazy about that. And, and, I was I was hoping that they were going to go in a different direction with that simply because I, I I wanted that unique perspective of Gotham. That's what I was hoping to get from the character and just giving her, you know, a ton of money to to, you know, kind of do everything she needs. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Can't say I was the I was the, 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 the biggest, biggest fan of that. But the story ended up going somewhere. And that's what I ended up being. Um, really, really happy about. Um, so Ryan's journey um, from the beginning, you know, from not having family and not really even being all that open to having family, like outside of the family that she created for herself with uh, with Luke and Mary um, and then Sophie on some level. Uh, it didn't seem like she was going to be really, really open to that. So when we got, so when she learns that, you know, that Jada Jet is her mom and, you know, her Jada wants nothing to do with her and, you know, it's being really antagonistic towards her. I did think that that was interesting. And Ryan made some really interesting decisions um, early on, especially in her interactions with not only Jada, but with her brother Marcus, who we get introduced, who we get introduced to very, very early on. And I got to say, like, I, I myself, I guess I still have uh, both of my birth parents. I have never been adopted or kind of or kind of dealt with that. But 
I kind of liked seeing the progression from Ryan kind of gradually over the course of the season, learning to open up and really embrace, you know, these people that she calls her family. Um, I'm someone who thoroughly believes that, you know, fam fr friends are the family that you can choose. And if you don't have, you know, a biological family uh, that you can really rely on or go back to or like be part of or find community with, then it places the um, the importance of the bonds that you make with the people you meet have even more significance because they kind of serve as a surrogate for for that type of family. So I thought the the dynamic was very interesting in terms of Ryan uh, interacting with her bio family versus you know the the family that she's kind of curated over the the course of the the previous season, and I kind of like that kind of the more as more and more layers got peeled back and you know the more she kind of learned about what her mother and brother had been involved in that by season's end you know she wanted that community with them and I think that that was very important uh, for her and it was really dope to see um, I, I'm someone who is often just very critical of how black families and black people are depicted in media in general. And the one thing that I was kind of hoping for was that Ryan by season's end was going to find community with that. Cause I, I do think there is, there, it is important to showcase black families and positive black relationships. And I don't even mean that in terms of romantic relationships, but just in terms of, uh, familial, platonic, just whatever. Like it's for me, it's it's important to see that. So I was very happy that by season's end, Ryan had, um, had you know, kind of ended on good terms with her mother, despite all of the things that happened. That she fought to save her brother, despite what happened to him and how much of a villain that he had become. And I think that that can be also pretty significant uh, because I feel like. With pretty much everybody, we have family and friends that, you know, whenever they go down, you know, bad paths and wrong paths, like we do our best to try to save them and hold space for them and try to, you know, bring them home in a sense. Um, I mean, we, we are kind of currently seeing that happen publicly with Kanye West and his fans, with um, families and friends who are holding space for him in hopes that he eventually changes and tries to do better and tries to become a better person. And so I think the idea of redemption is good and interesting. And I'm not opposed to redemption so long as it's handled the right way. And I'm going to come back to that uh, topic of redemption whenever uh, when I talk about another character on this list, but yeah, I was I was very happy, and 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 I'm really curious to see with Ryan's character uh, if they get greenlit for season four, which I'm I'm fingers crossed, hoping that they do. That with Ryan, that we get to see, we get to explore more of that relationship between her and Jada. We get to explore more of that relationship between her and Marcus. And perhaps we even learn who Ryan's dad is. I have a theory about that, but I won't get into that right here. But getting into more, like, who is Ryan's dad? And is there, uh, like, is he a prominent go figure in Gotham? Is that the reason that, you know, Jada did what she did? Because, you know, publicly it was going to be a very bad look 
for, you know, to, to have this child that, you know, was his. So I'm very interested, interested to see with that. Just overall, I was very happy with Ryan's story. Um, I, I really want to see a lot more with her character. If, uh, if, if, if this does get greenlit for season four and yeah, I just bought the Batwoman, uh, like, uh, Funko pop. <laughs> I, uh, anyone who knows me, like I will say that I don't have room for that to like, to be a fan of Funko pops. Like I just, I don't have room in my bookcase. I don't have room in my room. I don't have room in my living space for Funko pops. But the, the, the second I saw that become available, I just, I had to buy it because, I'm such a big fan of Ryan, big fan of the show, and I, I have to support, right? All right, so let's transition a little bit now, and let's talk about Luke. So the the big thing coming into the season with Luke was, okay, you're Batwing. Now what? And I liked that early on. I, I kind of really liked the tension that they wrote for Luke early in the season where he and Mary were kind of really at odds about whether or not Luke, you know, was right to, 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 to don the suit. Um, the suit for me still looks, it looks really dope. Um, I, I mean, I would cosplay it if I had the funds <laughs> to, to get a suit like that made, but I, I, I kind of like that. Um, because, I wanted Luke to get to a point where he could just be a hero and not have to think about it. And even though it does frustrate me sometimes that with, uh, with certain characters, we feel like we need to make them really earn it before they can just have the mantle. But I think the way that they handled it with Luke and his dad and kind of his PTSD and his confidence, I, I think it made a ton of sense. I don't think that, we necessarily like I, I I'm someone who can see things from multiple sides whenever people have issues with the way things are done. And sure, could they have progressed Luke to being beyond it even faster? Sure. But I think that there's something very real and very dope about being able to see Luke kind of go through that, those growing pains, growing beyond that PTSD, growing beyond that pain that was holding him back from really doing the hero thing to the way that he absolutely needed to. And so I kind of, I, I liked, and, and, and I liked that, that that tension between him and Mary tied so much into her story. And then even by the end of the season, you can see that they're like kind of slowly building past that. You know, as I mentioned with Ryan, I think it is very important to see that, that, People are able to bond to, to form those bonds and you know give people second chances and can still move on and be part of each other's lives. I, I probably worded that in a very convoluted way, but it's no secret that the shipping community is very big on Hamel Fox. And I myself am some am someone who like I, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing the two of them get together if that is what the show um, holds in the cards. But it, overall, I was I was very happy with Luke. Uh, I I like that I, I like that he was able to push through with what they with what happened between the trauma from last season and even now. 
And my hope is that for season four, that he becomes even more involved. He becomes even more involved. The The question that I kind of had for Luke uh, before was when he became Batwing, like, was he, how, who was going to be the person at the computer? You know, that is like the, the big thing in a lot of these superhero shows that we see. We see it on The Flash. Uh, we saw it on Arrow. Um, we've seen it on Black Lightning. Uh We've seen it in, in this show. Like, who's going to be the person that they are communicating with whenever um, whenever things, uh, whenever, like, Batwoman is out doing stuff and they need someone to run point from the Batcave? Um, you know, Mary being a doctor didn't seem like she was going to be very fitted for that. It could be Sophie um, if that's the choice that they decide to go. But I... I I, you know, before the season, I wasn't sure like how big of a role Sophie was going to have in this season. So I'm still curious about that with Luke. How are they going to handle uh, he and Ryan being out in the field? Are, is, is, I would like to see Luke out in the field a lot more. I feel like uh, as much as I enjoyed him this season, I do think the Batwing character was kind of underutilized. And I would have liked to have seen more of him. And I would like to see more of that suit in action so that we can see more of what it can do. I want I want Luke to really build his confidence up and I want us to be able to go along on the ride with him um, as he continues to progress. It, it was fun to be along for the ride this season and I was happy with, with some of the moments that we got. And I was happy with the hero moment that he did have in the finale. But I do want more. I, I do want more. I'm aware that he's not, he's not the, um, he's not the main character. He's a big part of it. He, he is a main character on the show, but he's not the title character. And so I would like to, I would like to see Luke kind of have a role, kind of like how Diggle had on Arrow where Diggle had, you know, got to a point where he would have his own story arcs. Um, and, and he was such a big part of the show and he, he had action scenes and he was just very involved. I would like to see more of that for Luke going forward, but overall I was very happy with what they did with his character this season. All right. I mentioned, uh, well, no, no, I'll, I'll get to Sophie in a second. Let's let's move to Mary. So Mary was a very interesting character because when they made the decision to go with uh, to go with Ryan, um, it, the question that I think I and so many other people had was, you know, what roles were there going to be for several of the support characters? What role was Alice going to have? What role was Mary? Uh, going to have what role would Sophie have? What role with uh, with uh, with uh, the crows have? And something that's been that I've seen, you know, kind of around the internet was that Mary, knowing that woman's identity, probably helped her secure a role on the show going forward. Um, because just like I said, just I, I personally, I I love Mary as a character. I've I've enjoyed her presence on the show uh, to this point. Uh, but I was I was going to be kind of curious you know kind of what they were going to do with her character you know was she just going to maintain as the third wheel while luke and ryan were in the field and you know handling stuff and she would be the one to kind of help deal with their you know their injuries and whatnot since she's a doctor i was very curious to see how uh how they were going to to handle her this season so like i i think the decision to kind of turn her into another version of Poison Ivy was dope. I mean, firstly, first of all, let, let me just get this out the way. But uh, Mary was fine as hell with that red hair. All right. 
Mary Mary looked good AF with that red hair. And I really liked the promo images that came out with her in the suit. And being someone who has constantly dealt with feelings of, of being neglected or feeling like, you know, you can't contribute or that the things you say don't matter as much. I kind of understood kind of how Mary got to the point that she that she did, because when you get to that point, like sometimes you lash out and sometimes you lash out at people you do care about because you want them to care and you want to feel like you're important to them. And when you don't, you know, that hurt and that pain, it really drives you. And there were a few different times with Mary this season that I was kind of surprised at like where her character like ended up, like how dark her character ended up going. And I was curious about how much of that was Mary, you know, that, that pain that Mary had and how much of that was, you know, the poison, I don't even know what they call it, the poison ivy virus or like whatever, like the seed, like whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. I was very curious um, you know, how much of which was which. And then I think kind of blending it like that was also was good. And it made a ton of for me, it made a ton of sense for her for her character. Um, and I was I was kind of curious about like how far they were gonna go and whether or not she was gonna be able to to truly come back from it. Um without without what I would like to see, or excuse me, before I get to the things I would like to see, um, I, I did I I did think like they kind of ha- handled the her kind of moving over the poison ivy thing kind of quickly, but I was also kind of okay with it because I know that for some reason with these shows, the CW has a tendency to where they will drag a storyline out much longer than I think it needs to be. See Cicada in season five of the flash. Um, so I, like personally, I think they could have handled the, like how Mary came around a little bit differently. And honestly, like I, I, want to see a little bit more tension. Like I like I, I gave props because I mentioned this tension with Luke. It, you know, and how that like how it how it kind of resolved itself by the end. But I do think like I I personally would have liked to have seen a little bit more uh in terms of Mary's redemption. Just because of how, like, some of the stuff that that happened, you know, I'm happy that it resolved, but I think they could have also done it a little bit more, um, just because of where Mary was. And, and honestly, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it, it, stuff can always be as handled as quickly as like uh, just a conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, like, in some ways, I would like to see that drag out a little bit longer. But I'm also happy that Mary was on the right side by the end. Um, I think they did wonders with her character this season. I think making her a villain, or excuse me, an antagonist, or no, you can call her a villain, for uh, a portion of the season and her coming, her kind of coming around and shifting and changing and realizing how she was being manipulated. Like, all that was, it was really cool and really nice to see. And I love, I, like, I love Mary's inclusion on this on, on this version of Team Batwoman. And so going forward, I think what I would like to see, so I mentioned it being, there being a little bit more tension, but I think as I kind of talk through it, maybe I'll change my mind on that a little bit. I'd be okay if they don't kind of 
stress out the tension from that situation a, a little bit more. But if they did, I, like, I think there are certain ways that you can do it. Maybe like her and Ryan are cool, but then even then Ryan has like a little bit of hesitancy because it's like, well, you know, you did this to me last season. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you can't, like sometimes they're, they're just residual feelings that just don't go away. But overall, going forward, I would like to see the red hair on Mary again, to be honest, because uh, yes. <laughs> um, but I do think her inclusion on Team Batwoman is is great. Um, I would like to see her be more involved. Um, I'm not sure what her role will be. As Is she going to be the person in the chair or whatever? But either way, I, I love Mary's character. I'm very happy with it. And I would like to see her continue to be a major part. If she develops powers or whatever the case may be, hey, I, I will 100% be okay with it. Um, but yeah, Mary was great this season. I I really enjoyed it. Just she was just, she was she was she was just really fantastic with the material that they gave her. And uh, yeah, I really want to see more of her going forward. So let us transition now to Sophie. Sophie being, uh, you know, an, a very interesting character. You know, she was the lover of the original Kate Kane. And then it turns out that she was the basically like the PO for Ryan uh, when Ryan was having a ton of her issues with the system. And, you know, just slow, after, you know, after dealing with a lot of the racism and what now in the Crows, you know, Sophie kind of defected to, and be kind of became part of Team Batwoman just by proxy of them being, you know, people that she could trust and that she could she could talk to. And so her inclusion was always going to be very interesting to me. So I'll, I'll, full disclosure, before the season, what I wanted from Sophie, I wanted her and Ryan to be a thing, right? I actively ship black characters together when I can. I actively ship black characters together. You know, I was like, if Ryan is going to be into women, then... I would like for it to be Sophie. And if it wasn't going to be Sophie, I wanted it to be at least be a black woman, you know? So I kind of liked that Sophie's inclusion this season um, was largely, as far as I remember, just a lot of the will they, won't they with her and Ryan. But I do think, you know, a lot of the stuff that she was doing with Alice um, and working for Renee early in the season, I... I did think that the, uh, some of that was interesting, and I do I do think it's interesting that they often pair uh, Sophie and Alice together. They did it a ton last season. They did it a bit this season as well. Um, but yeah, I was I was I, I was unsure what they were going to do with Sophie this season. I wanted her and Ryan to get together. I wanted her to like continue to to kind of prove her worth to Team Batwoman and kind of kind of cement her place on the team and I did I do think over the course of the season that she did that. I'll probably have to give the season another rewatch. Uh because I, as much as I do enjoy Sophie, I like I didn't focus a ton on her story and I can't remember a ton of the things with her uh offhand now. But the thing that I wanted to happen to Sophie happened. And I her and Ryan fell for each other. And it was it led to one of the best romance scenes that we've gotten on the CW. And some people were very upset by like the method 
by which Sophie and Ryan ended up getting together. But I'm not one of those people because some like sometimes you just have like sometimes those conversations just pop up and like you just you can't help but to have them where you have them. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to remember remember that these characters are human. They have emotions. Like we've all had difficult or frustrating conversations and times or in places where we haven't. You know, I've I've had like I remember having text message arguments with a girlfriend of mine uh, several years ago, just while I'm in the middle of work, trying to work, but also like typing back furiously um, or sending voice messages back to each other because we're doing it. And it's like, yeah, in this moment, I should be focusing on work, but this is also a thing, too. And so like I, that felt very real to me that even though they had a much larger issue that they were dealing with, that their own personal emotions also came into it. Does it make them uh, fallible? Sure. Sure, it does. Was it the worst place to to have that at the cabin? Sure, but that like that happens. We've we've seen worse versions of characters um, being at odds with each other, and worse worse occasions for them to like basically confess that they have feelings for each other. You know what I'm saying? Sophie kissing Ryan in the woods, like I loved it. It caught me off guard. I cheered <laughs> if I do say so you know like I, don't, I didn't really have an issue with it and I know some people did but whatever you know ultimately like Sophie had the story the thing with Sophie that I wanted to happen happened and I was very happy yeah I, I like, I, like I don't really need to say much more than that I was just very happy with that I wanted Sophie and Ryan to get together I know the CW is allergic to putting two black characters together you know, considering, you know, if it isn't All-American or Black Lightning, it pretty much just doesn't happen. But I was very happy to see to see to see that. I, I do think that that representation was very important. And I'm happy that, you know, as much as I usually detest the enemies to lovers story, I'm OK with it happening for Sophie and Ryan because they're great together. Uh, Megan and Javicia have incredible chemistry together and. I just, I really want to see more of them working together next season. As far as what I would like to see with Sophie in season four, if it gets greenlit, um, again, you know, continue proving your worth to team Batwoman. Like, yes, you're, you're Ryan's girlfriend, so you're always going to be there anyway. But I want to see more of her using those, like those cop and crow skills to test. Um, I'm not sure if they'll do do something like what they did with Diggle, where Diggle, you know, kind of they, they created a mantle, they created Spartan for him, and whether they'll do something along those lines with, uh, with, uh, with, with Sophie, or whether they just make her another version of a character that exists, such as if they make her like Batgirl or, you know, something else, then I, I'd be I'd be okay with that too. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with with, it, with what they did with Sophie, and you know we'll I'll I'll sir yeah I, yeah I'm just very happy. <laughs> can't even I can't even put the words together to talk about how happy I am that uh, her and Ryan uh, got together. And you know, like I said, I, I really just want to see more of her in season four. And um, yeah, so I'll say that to say let's go on and transition to a character that I just mentioned. Um. That being Alice. And I said earlier that I wanted to talk about the concept of redemption. Um, because that was a theme with Alice. 
this season. And as a viewer, I was unsure whether or not they were going to try to redeem Alice's character. Now, when, again, when Ryan became the new Batwoman, I was curious as to how they were going to handle Alice's character. Because generally speaking, Alice's connection to Batwoman is is usually based on the fact that they're sisters, you know? And a lot of the ire and whatnot generally kind of stems from that. And uh, Rachel Scarsden, I think that's her. I think that's her name. I don't want to. I don't want to open that butchering that. Um, is has done a phenomenal job for me. She was the best part of Batwoman in season in season one, especially, and in parts of season two. I, I got tired of her at, at certain parts, but for the most part, she's a great actor, and I enjoyed what she did with the character. And I was curious what they were going to do with Alice this season. Uh, because she's such a fan favorite, I was curious whether they were going to try to redeem her character. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Alice is not a redeemable character, right? She's not a character that that can be turned and become good, at least not in a season. I think if you're going to redeem the Alice character, then several things have to happen. One, she has to have guilt and sorrow for the things she's done. She needs to be held accountable. She has not to this point been held accountable for the various things that she did. And as frustrated as some people were, as some fans were, I like that at various points over the course of the season, people were reminding her like, no, like you're not a good person. Like you're still a villain. You're like, you, you don't get to just be good now. Right. And, and like I was unsure when it was with this whole thing with the Joker buzzer, with whether or not they were going to do that, like whether everything that they were doing kind of led up to this point, right? And I'm I'm happy that by season's end that that ended up not being the case. I I don't think Alice is a redeemable character, but I think if you're going to redeem her character, then you have to take a much longer approach than what they did with this season in particular. With this season in particular, with it only having 13 episodes, if I remember correctly, um, you you can't you, you can't redeem her in that time unless the story was solely focused on her. And it wasn't. She was a big part of the story, but the story was not focused on her. And the story should, if it had been focused on her and focused on her trying to atone for the things that she's done, for trying to be held accountable, then okay, you might be able to pull it off. But they didn't do that. But they are, they are kind of are setting the plan in motion for that to happen. You know, by season's end, Alice has left Gotham after, you know, kind of, uh, you know, going on some sisterhood adventures with Mary as Poison Ivy. Um, whether it was uh, just, do, just doing things over the course of the season while going crazy, that... We're just not good. And, I, and like I said, I enjoy that people were constantly reminding her like, yo, you're not a good person. You're not you're not a hero. You you are not redeemed. And so I like how they handled Alice's character. Um, I, I mean, th- there were some interesting creative decisions, like allowing her to be the uh, the person who drove the the uh, the Batmobile that that part was a. Very interesting choice, and I can't say I was the biggest, biggest fan of it. But overall, 
redemption, if you're going to do it, it needs to feel like it's earned. Part of the reason so many people talk about Zuko from Avatar um, is because the way that it, that it was handled. The fact that like he wanted to redeem himself and then he fell short and he failed. And that's the reality of how redemption works generally. It's not, it, it, it doesn't all just go away that, like when you, when the first time you try to do it. It's something you do have to keep doing that you do have to keep working at. And when it comes to Alice, like she needs to fail. She needs to renege on, on trying to be a better person. Because it makes the payoff even sweeter and it shows that she even she will have an understanding of what it means to overcome. You know what I'm saying? So going forward with Alice, with with how they treated her, uh, with how they treat her going forward, like I do think Rachel will come back for season four if it if it does end up happening. Um, and and I, w- I hope they find a way to include that in what they're what they're doing. The, uh, the showrunner did say in an interview with TV Line earlier that they hadn't decided whether or not they were going to depict Alice's redemption arc or whether she was going to come back and just be different. She, she, she was unsure what they were going to do with the character. So even though I know that she and the writers are not listening to my podcast, I would like to say that in the off chance that they are, please show us. As the viewers, we want to be along for the ride with these characters. And with Alice being such a beloved character in the Batwoman fandom, you would be doing us a a disservice by just having her come back and just be redeemed and then just her telling us about what she went through. Like, no, the, the payoff would be much sweeter if we can be along for the ride. If we can be along with her failing and messing up and screwing up and not not doing it exactly right and and still struggling to to move pe- because that's 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 what makes the payoff of redemption so much more worth it. You can't gloss over it. You you can't you you, you can't you can't rush it, you know? You you, you got to handle it properly. And you have to show us so that we we re- to we it resonates with us. Because the one thing that was obviously a big theme of of this season of Bad Woman was the idea of getting a second chance, or the idea of redemption. We saw several other characters, uh, and I'm going to talk about the villains in a, in, a, in a second, or the antagonists and the villains in a second. But with that being such a big theme, it would be it would be a huge disservice tonight to not give us the payoff of letting us see Alice's journey. And I don't know what the plan is for season four, but that should be the case. Show us Alice's redemption. All right. Um, but I, I was happy with what they did with Alice this season. I, I did. Rachel, again, was was absolutely fantastic. So the last uh, the last piece I'm going to do, and I'm going to kind of make this kind of like a an all encompassing thing. I'm going to talk a little bit about the antagonists and the villains of this season. So, like, when we get introduced to Jay the Jet, huge, huge antagonist, um, was very happy at her depiction. And can I just say, shout out to Robin Givens. She's an absolute acting legend, black acting legend. And she absolutely needs to be giving her flowers. And I thought it was a big deal when she was brought on to play Jay the Jet in the season. And she, like... She was absolutely fantastic this season. And 
it shows it shows the quality of the acting in the show that it didn't it never at any point felt like Jada or or uh, Robin was 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 acting more than some of the, the people she was acting with or not putting her all into the role. I thought that she was absolutely fantastic as an antagonist and I I like I I liked seeing her and um her and Ryan you know kind of be on better terms by the end of the season. And as I mentioned with Ryan, I would like to see more of their dynamic uh going forward into the next season. I would like to I would like to see more of their interactions and whatnot. I want to I want to see them them uh continue to grow and kind of learn each other and I, I think there's some interesting storytelling that can be done there and I do think representation is important and I, I think it is important that we see black women having good relationships with their mothers on TV um, so we, we, we did the drama and contention from this season and for good reason by that it, it was definitely deserved it was understood but I would like to see you know I want to see them get on good to to continue to be on good terms and like build like a genuine bond, a genuine connection going forward. So let's also talk a little bit about Renee Montoya. Renee was very was was an interesting addition to the the show. Um, I'm I'm a little familiar with the character, but not 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 very familiar. I didn't watch Gotham, so I didn't see this actor's portrayal of Renee uh, before. Um, I think what they did with Renee this season was fine. I, I liked her enough as an antagonist. I kind of liked the script being flipped uh, when they ultimately did discover Pam. Um, I, part of me would have liked if, if like the motivations were 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 like a little bit more, or like if she if she had completely kind of leaned in to kind of being antagonistic or the fact that she was using them. But overall, overall, I was okay with 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 what they did with Renee. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, what they'll do with her if she ends up coming back in season four or like any future season of the show, simply because her and, uh, Pam ended up on, um, that island who, that I cannot remember for the life of me right now, but that would be, I, I would be very curious to see. I mean, the writing for me, the, the story arc of this season was good. So like, I, I enjoyed the way things had unfolded. Um, but that just, I, I really would have liked, and I'm going to touch on this more when I get to the next person I'm going to talk about. I would have, I, I think there needed to be an accountability for Renee and the way she went about things. Um, it's, you know, especially in regards to poison Ivy, like the OG poison Ivy. Um, but yeah, overall I was, I was fine. Um, the actor that, that played uh, Renee was was also fantastic. Um, hit a ton of emotional notes. Um, you know, was going all this far for love. Um, I thought it was interesting. I pers- I, w- I would just on some level like to see them like find ways to connect these characters that is that is not just that, but I was okay with it. I was okay with it just to, to say the least. And which leads me to Poison Ivy, the OG Poison Ivy. Um, I mean, whew, when she, she was not in the show for very long, but when she was there, she was terrifying. And I kind of, I, I kind of like that with the recent popularity of the character, they, they, they kind of made, they kind of made Pamela kind of uh, like a sympathetic villain. So like you can understand why she's doing the way she's doing. 
uh, why she's doing what she's doing and why she is the way she is. But you, but, but like, it's also clear that she's also like, like she, like we can't, like she has to be stopped. She's, she's, she's not a good person either. <laughs> you know, like they, they definitely were, were, were kind of playing into like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. She's definitely, definitely bad. Right. Um, and so, like, I, I mean, like, I don't have a ton to really say about her. Because, like I said, she wasn't in the show for very long. But for what she was, she was she was terrifying. And they did showcase her as a villain. And I did I think, I did think that that was pretty good. I did think it was pretty, pretty interesting. I like how they handled her powers. I like how they handled her introduction. Um, and, and I would like to see more of her in the, in the future. I would just be really curious as to what they decide to do. And again, even with her, if they decide to go like the anti-hero or anti-villain route or just whatever the case may be, I I would like to I would like for them to show us. You know, like let us see what you're talking about. Let us see um how she transitions from where she is currently to where she is at the next season. Um, but I, I did think the, the the choice to bring her in was really dope. It was a nice tie-in between her and Mary. And I thought that it kind of helped fill out the... Um, it kind of helped fill out the season for me. And as I mentioned before, I'm also very glad that they did not stretch her story out longer than I felt like they needed to. And that was also like just very, very, very welcome. But overall, I liked Poison Ivy. I thought she was a pretty, pretty good character. Um, in her in her depiction. So now let's transition to the final person I'm going to talk about here, and that is Marcus Jet, aka the Joker. Right. So when they when he was first introduced, him being an influencer and all of that, like I was I was very unsure of what they were going to do with his character. Like they were they were teasing something big, but the thing I the thing I thought they were going to be teasing was not him being a villain, but him being a hero. Or just having like strong a strong connection to Ryan as a hero. And when I saw what they were doing, and they basically kind of did a version of like the Joker virus, um, with um, with him being kind of like a co- a variation of a couple different types of Joker. Oh yeah, no, I was a hundred percent here for it, and I think the actor whose name escapes me right now. I think it's Nicholas something. Um, he was absolutely fantastic. And I like that they, he, he gave a very unique performance as the Joker. You know, a lot of people were talking about his depiction and they were talking about him as if he was supposed to be the OG Joker, right? As if he was supposed to be the, the dude we usually see going toe to toe with Batman and other members of the justice league. But, that wasn't it. This was a different version. And so because of that, I was okay with, with them going in a different direction as far as certain personality, a uh, certain personality quirks and like how they overall managed to uh, showcase. Oh yeah, no, he is a hundred percent the Joker. And there were just so many different moments over the course of the season, over the course of the season where he was just absolutely terrifying where he, like he, it was very unsettling to watch him because of just how really messed up he was, and that kind of unhinged behavior and back and forth and just doing things for the sake of it. I was like, 
oh yeah, no, that's that's a hundred percent the Joker. This dude is killing it, and I really I like I I like his him I liked him being the Joker to Ryan's Batwoman. You know, like Ryan being a new character, we obviously need to establish her as her own character, and we need to give her her own her give her her own rogues gallery. But we also need to make sure that we still maintain a lot of those connections to the Bat family. Because Ryan does not have connections to the Bat family in the same way that Batman, Kate Kane's Batwoman, or any of the Robins would. And so having her brother be, you know, infected with the Joker virus and spiraling and doing all these things, it was fantastic for me. And I, I loved seeing their banter and their back and forth. I loved how like what happened in the finale um as far as as far as her and him and i don't know like i'm glad they did they didn't kill him you know again i i do think we're at a time now where like they're like you there are certain creative decisions that i I would just be happy to just not see on tv and i didn't want him to be killed I would be okay if he ended up at Arkham or if there was some other way for him to be held accountable for what happened. But for me, death would not be it. That that is not the payoff I was necessarily looking for. And I think just in general, when it comes to black people in media, that we need to give black people the ability and the range to play villains and play complex villains with different motivations and to play them with different personality quirks than we may be used to seeing. Um, I thought the decision to bring him in was a bold choice because it could have backfired and, and, and it could have pissed off a lot of people. In fact, I'm sure it did piss off a lot of people. However, I think that the, the decision to include him was a good one. And I think that him not being killed by the end is a good one. And so for season four, I would like to see him be held accountable, you know, whenever he ends up waking up. And then I would like to see more of that family dynamic getting built. Um, Because I I do think that there are some interesting things you can do with him, depending on whether or not you want to say that he is 100% cured of the Joker virus or whether it ends up being something that he himself has to struggle with. I think there's some interesting storytelling that can go there. But overall, um, overall, I was very happy with his character. Um, It was an A-plus performance for me. He was terrifying, he was unhinged, and he was very different than other versions of the Joker that we got prior. So I was very, very, very happy with that. All right. All right. So in conclusion, in conclusion, I would give this season of Batwoman, uh, out of 10, I would probably give it like an 8.5. Um, I do think it's it's watchable. It's very good. I would I absolutely plan to rewatch it. Um, I, I, I think that this season deserved to be made. I don't think there were any bad episodes. There were some that were probably better than others. But my one critique for Batwoman has always been the writing. And the writing this season, while not perfect, was infinitely better than what they had done prior. So I was very happy that that ended up being the case. I was very happy that characters progressed and that characters ended up in different places than where they were at the beginning. And I do think that the addition, the additions of Jada Jet and Marcus Jet, and like were ultimately good things that add to, add to you know Ryan, add to Ryan's life, and then add to the lore of her Batwoman. 
So I think this season is 8.5. I think people should 1,000% go watch it. Um, and if you like it, definitely let me know. Hit me up on social media. I'm at MC, Bro- at MC underscore Brooks on Twitter and you know TikTok and other places as well. Just, just let me know. And make sure you encourage more people to watch Batwoman and tune in so that it can get a season four and we can continue to get more incredible stories being created with Ryan and with the other incredible characters that have been a part of this show. This this is this is the version of the bat of Batwoman that I was hoping we were gonna get in the first two seasons. And even though it took for it took a while for us to get here, I'm happy that we got here. So I'm hoping that season four of Batwoman, if it gets greenlit, and I feel like it will, that that it doesn't fall victim to the season four curse where it just it just ends up not being good or being being very different than what fans are expecting or what fans want. So overall, season of Batwoman was absolutely great. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about it. It's a necessary piece of television. I am very happy that the show happened, you know. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Eight point five. Uh, definitely watch for yourselves, and uh, if you can, go get that Funko Pop. You know, this this is not an endorsement, but uh, you know, support Batwoman, support Black heroes. It is absolutely necessary. All right. So that being said, this has been an episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks. Definitely want to thank all of you for listening. If you listened to me ramble for the last hour, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Make sure you go to the website, greatgeekrefuge.com, where you can find earlier episodes of The Overflow. And you can also uh, find a ton of our other podcasts and content. Uh, Make sure you follow Great Geek Refuge and all of our social media accounts. Uh, We are Great Geek Refuge on literally everything. And with that being said, y'all be easy, wear your mask, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy.